The following is a presentation of the Eastern Michigan Sports Network from Learfield. Straight from the 734, it's the Eastern Insider Podcast. Presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. Your chance to get in on the action. Now, let's send it to the guys on the inside of it all, Greg Steiner and Alex Jewell. Might be snowy outside, but Eastern Michigan women's basketball hopes no problems inside tonight as they heat it up, Alex Jewell, against Bowling Green. Well, I'd say I think they hope it's raining inside because some raining threes would help this Eastern Michigan team. And Danielle Rainey, though, she's had no problems, as we know. You mentioned it, Greg, basketball tonight, a little bonus basketball, a really rescheduled basketball, if you think about it, a chance for Eastern Michigan women to finish out a three-game homestand against the Falcons with a little bit of hoops tonight. If you can make it out to the George Gervin game above center, please drive safe if you're doing so, 7 p.m. tip. If not, you know there's a lot of ways to follow every game. Eastern Michigan will, of course, be on the radio, WEMU 89.1 FM and the Varsity Network app. Tom Helmer will have the call tonight over on the ESPN Plus, ESPN 3 platform. Danny Rogers, Ryan Woolley will be bringing you all the action tonight. So that's our plug for following the game tonight. And it's a show that we're going to be talking a lot of basketball during today, Greg. Yeah, you mentioned it. Uh, Women are trying to break a losing skid. They had Northern Illinois an opportunity late over the weekend trying to close. Couldn't. They were looked to get back on the right side of things. Meanwhile, for EMU men's basketball, they are just trying to get healthy again. They've missed some pieces as of late. They have dropped a couple in a row, losing to Northern Illinois, Kent State, and Akron. So they need to get things righted in a hurry. But we'll talk with Stan Heath. The hardest thing to do is not know who you have available from day to day. And a large part of that has led to the offensive coming back to earth because your top two scorers have been out, Monty Scott and Noah Farrakhan. Well, it's something that I'm going to ask Stan Heath about in our conversation with him today is we're so used to seeing maybe a player being gone for a little while due to injury, but the players that were missing due to this COVID protocol, which has been the case for two years now, it's just so unpredictable. And so when someone turns their ankle, you can do a pretty good timeline of, okay, I know they're going to be out for this amount of time. I know we have to adjust this way. With the COVID protocol, you have no idea from one day to the next who's going to be a positive, who's going to be in contact tracing, all of the different variations. So it's really hard to game plan. And you mentioned it. It's been 50 days since Stan Heath has had a full regular roster to go to. And that makes coaching basketball really tough. It makes getting to a playing rhythm really tough as well. So Eastern Michigan still sitting at 7 and 10. The, the MAC is right in front of them. Still have an absolutely great opportunity to get into the conference tournament. And I think what Stan Heath will tell you, what really any coach will tell you is just give us the chance in Cleveland, right? You want to get be one of those eight teams, get to the conference tournament, have a chance to go on a run and get yourself into the postseason. And so that chance is still right there. This Eastern Michigan team, despite not having their two best scores, for example, just this past weekend at Akron, well, they still only lost by two and yep. a loss is a loss, but man, this team battles. The men's basketball team battles. The women's basketball team has been battling as well. They haven't gotten on the right side of the, the wind column either. So both of these teams have the fight in them. And I will take that any day of the week over just not being there for the competition. It'll be a fun one. Like we said, EMU women's basketball will have plenty of things going on this week. They will take on Bowling Green tonight, men's basketball tomorrow, Tuesday night at Bowling Green. Then women are back at it. They play Akron on Wednesday. And then this weekend, you look at it, EMU men's basketball, they'll be home to host Miami in fan appreciation weekend. Well, we also see the women on the road at wonderful Millette Hall 
as the they will take on the Red Hawks down there. But it's also an opportunity for you to come out and watch gymnastics. They'll have a quad this weekend. It'll be Ball State. It will be Western Michigan and Wisconsin Oshkosh coming to town. Tennis also gets things heated up. They will have Murray State and Marshall this weekend as they start in swimming and diving. Last weekend, they knocked off Ball State as well, and they will have an opportunity to continue their success. They're down in Oxford as well, so everybody's having a party in southwest Ohio. They say the the party usually follows me wherever I go, Greg Steiner, so I guess uh, really our teams are taking that seriously in this week. But you mentioned it, a whole plate of Eastern Michigan athletics is always, I know we say it every week, but man, this is the time of year where if you want to see any action, there's so many opportunities to follow your favorite student athletes, your favorite teams. We also want to congratulate to the former Eastern Michigan Eagle who punched his way to the conference championships this weekend and the one and only Andrew Wiley with Kansas City. He'll uh, get a chance this weekend to take on Joe Burrows and company in the Bengals is the chance to go back to the Super Bowl. Pat O'Connor and his team saw their chances at a repeat Super Bowl go by the wayside for an upset this weekend in Tampa, but another strong season as all three Eastern Michigan Eagles who are in the NFL playing made the postseason. And unfortunately, only one still in the hunt to get a Super Bowl. Well, uh, last night's game for Andrew Wiley and the Kansas City Chiefs, maybe one of the craziest games you will ever see in the NFL. What a game that was. Josh Allen, who Eastern Michigan beat twice, by the way, when he was at Wyoming. We were there for both of those yep. games. What an unbelievable game for him and the Bills. I don't know if there's been a more... But it was Wiley the one who was running up the field Absolutely. when Mahomes threw the, the pass to get them well, inside listen, the 40 to, to call the, the timeout. You know I love myself some Andrew Wiley, so I can't be more happy for him and the Chiefs to, to have another chance at an AFC title. They've hosted, they're going to host their fourth in a row. That's the first time it's ever happened in NFL history. Andrew Wiley has already been to two Super Bowls trying to get to a third and to, to win another ring. Maybe if he keeps winning rings, he'll say, you know what, I have enough. I'll pass one on to Greg Steiner and Alan Stuhl. Maybe he'll send us one for the office. The only problem is they're so big. His fingers are so big that uh, uh-huh. I'm not fitting in that thing. Yeah, I'm but that's a display piece. And, and we all know that uh, for those that might be wondering, we'll try to get Andrew Wiley on, but we're going to let the season continue. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. he's Don't got bigger things him. to focus on right now, but he's been a friend of the podcast before. Last time we had him on, he was famously in a all-denim outfit with no sleeves, so we'll make sure to try to get that back for a reappearance as well. But congratulations to him. Congratulations to all of the great alums and uh, in, that we have in the NFL and everybody really around all different sports and everywhere in life that are doing so well. We also want to welcome the newest member of the EMU Athletic family. If you weren't paying attention on social media over the weekend, Deontay Mack joined Eastern Michigan as the Director of Sports Performance. He'll work with football and oversee the uh, Sports de- Performance Department. He comes via the University of Akron, but previously had stops at Kentucky, helped Mark Stoops start building things there for the Wildcats, and he was also at Indiana, where he played football himself. So he's now on staff. Uh, that was following the departure of Brian Fink, who left to go out to the, the West Coast to work with former Eastern Michigan Eagle, Kalen DeBoer, out at Washington. So we get to see him in due time. But things changing over signing day, also on the slate for next week. We'll certainly continue to talk more and preview that as we get closer with football. Listen, um, I'm a big man. Deontay Mack is a big man. And like, there's a difference when you say it that, that way. Like, I'm big because of personal choices. Deontay Mack is a big man. Like, he can move some weight. And so... 
We're excited to have him here. I know that everybody in the, the football area of, of things, the, the team that he'll be working most with is excited. But really, everybody in the department should be excited because he'll bring a lot of new fresh energy. He's been around the block. He's helped build championship level programs. So an exciting time for Eastern Michigan to for him to come in and be able to put some of his handprints on the program and, and really try to uh, elevate our student athlete experience in that way. So welcome home, Deontay Mack. We're excited to have you. Welcome back in. If you're a regular listener, welcome to the Eastern Insider Podcast. If you're a first time listener, we hope this won't be your last time unless it will be if Greg and I continue to talk and talk and talk too much. So I think we're at the point where we should probably hang it up for this week on our own end. We'll take a quick break. And when we come back, we've got the head coach of the men's basketball team, Stan Heath. How does that sound, Greg? That works for me. Don't forget, you can flip on EMU basketball tonight and all week long on the ESPN family of networks. Certainly also listen in on the Varsity Network app or WEMU. And don't forget, catch Alex and I tonight is the debut episode at half of our halftime feature coming up from the production room inside the George Gervin game above center. That's, that's enough for us, We're though. ditching the pre-taped feature for tonight. We're going to go an all-live halftime. So Greg and I are messing up you can be there to live tweet us and make watch fun for of bloopers us. until then keep listening stan heath on the other side of the break we'll catch you next monday here on the insider for 82 years blue cross blue shield of michigan has been and continues to be committed to families all across michigan by providing access to care however wherever and whenever they need it blue cross is here for it all and always will be to see we always bring you the e on the only show that brings you all things eastern all the time the eastern insider podcast welcome inside today's edition of the eastern insider podcast it's a basketball edition and there's no better person to talk basketball with than stan heath of course the head men's basketball coach here at his alma mater eastern michigan coach first and foremost we're looking out your office window right now there is a snow-covered factory blanket, snow all the way around. The driving condition's not good today. It's days like today that you are so ecstatic you moved back home from Florida, aren't you? <laughs> Absolutely love it. But that's also why I'm a basketball coach, because I love to be in the gym. And there's no reason not to be in the gym right now with all the snow and the cold outside. Well, I know. You got into coaching, and you thought you'd never have to deal with weather delays in basketball. Of course, now you're dealing with all these COVID oh. delays and issues. You never thought you'd see that in basketball, did you? And there's there's so many things that are happening right now. You don't, you're not prepared for it. I don't think it's in a book. It might be a book that we all need to, uh, to write or read one of these days. But, uh, yeah, it's been different. But uh, I'm very pleased we're making progress. Progress and we're going to keep working hard. How much has it affected your job? You look at it really for the last 50 plus days, you don't know day in and day out who you might have. How does that change not only what you plan for a game plan, but how you have to adjust come game day as well? Well, I, I think every day, uh, you know, I'm, my trainer and I are on a, on a phone call. He's popping into my office, giving me updates on where we are and, you know, what's uh, what's coming up in front of us in terms of who we're getting back and who's uh, maybe has to sit out, all those different things. So it's a it's a struggle. I think most coaches, as we know, we're in, a, we're in the adjustment business. We're in the business of wearing a lot of different hats. And uh, I don't think it's something that you can get frustrated or let it beat you up in any kind of way. You just have to go with the punches. I think our guys have done a phenomenal job of making the adjustments, our coaching staff as well our players and uh, we've got just got to go with what we have and uh, I think we've done a good job unfortunately we haven't maybe won as many games as we'd like but I do think our team is making tremendous progress and getting better during this period of time we'll talk a lot of basketball but I am interested in a little bit more on the topic of especially with with some of the reason kids have to miss games with the COVID issue that we're still dealing with just whether it's contact tracing or actually testing positive you've been a coach for a long time so you've had a lot of hard conversations with players usually 
when they get injured, maybe about having to miss some time. Or And of course, that is a hard thing to swallow. But ultimately, there's times where if you have a bum ankle, you can't be on the court. Right. What, is there any difference trying to mentally keep the kids in it when yeah. now it's, hey, you're perfectly healthy. I know it's got to kill them not to be able to play in certain situations. How have you been dealing with that as a coach? How do you keep the kids mentally in a good headspace mm. when they're, no, they're they're healthy at home? It's just they can't be on the court for safety it, reasons. It's a it's a difficult time. And I think, you know, players are adjusting. Coaches are adjusting. Um, I went through it myself. I was very frustrated because I literally had a cough and uh, felt perfectly fine 100% to do my normal job because I didn't feel any different than I normally feel every season. You know, you're going to you know, maybe raise your voice and you're going to get a little hoarse, you're going to cough. Uh, maybe you're going to be a little bit fatigued, but I didn't see anything that was different for me. So I, I can understand as a player, if you feel that way, like, hey, I'm, I'm ready to compete. I'm good to go. But yet you're quarantined in the room and you can't do anything. It can be a frustrating thing. So we, we, we've tried to do a great job as a staff, myself, uh, teammates of making sure that we, we stay dialed in with our players, uh, that we communicate, we call them, we check on them, make sure they have everything they need they're eating um they're doing something whether we give them uh just kind of a, a routine to do and, and you know they they go into the dorms or they're they're quarantining in their apartments whether they're walking upstairs or doing push-ups uh we try to get them to do just some jump roping some things like that just to stay um you know condition wise in, in the best shape you possibly can uh but it is hard and and the only thing you can do is just kind of fight through it um you know stay on top of your academics and uh stay ready to go mentally when you come back jump ropes and push-ups that's like every day in the Greg Steiner household. Oh, I thought we were going to do that in the office after we were done with this, but that's another story, Alex. Uh, you look <laughs> at your team, we're nearing the midway point of Mac play, and you've had so many fresh faces this year that you brought in. Noah Farrakhan's what everybody looks at in terms of his point production, but a guy like Monty Scott may also be the team MVP. Look at what he's done when he's not been on the court the last few games and, and how the point production changed. How would you evaluate the team right now at the midpoint? Well, as I said, I, I'm not discouraged at all. I, I see freshmen from you know, Mojai and Colin Gosen from where they start to where they are right now, I see them as much better players. I thought the, the way they played uh, against Akron, who has a formidable front line, when you look at Ali and you look at Freeman, they have more than held their own in that game. So that was so encouraging. Uh, then I look at, uh, you know, Spots has become a really good defender. Bryce is doing everything he can to help our team play. He plays so hard and playing with so many, starting him, not starting, playing him at the point, playing him at the two, never complained. You know, what a team guy. But you're right, over the last uh, three, four games, uh, and, and as you mentioned, 50, we haven't had our starting, you know, our top five, six guys in 50 days. But right now, we're missing last two games. We're missing our two leading scores. That's a big jolt. And you see it on the offensive end. Our scoring has been down. Our three-point shooting has been down. But our defense has been better. So it's gave us a chance to be in the game. We just haven't been able to finish and get over the hump. Uh, we'll have Monty Scott back in this game. That should help us. I know he won't be totally in rhythm. But uh, we're doing uh, as much as we can to make sure he's uh, comfortable with what we're doing. He's getting shots up, getting himself in rhythm. Uh, hopefully, Norah Farrakhan will be back as well after this game. But um, it's tough. But we, you know, I, you know, we're all dealing with it. It's almost better, I think, if you get it all at once. If you're going to get it, and then you have your whole team, so you can build your chemistry. But it happened to us this way, and we've just got to find a way to grind through it, put ourselves in position to get into the MAC tournament, and go from there. Because I really feel like if this team is together, we can continue to prove we build our chemistry. This team is a very, very dangerous basketball team. This is the Eastern Insider Podcast, so we take people inside the locker room every week. And so it's not all cupcake questions for you on this edition. Coach, when you look at look at the record, you talk about getting into the MAC tournament, those types of things. But we also talk about the development of the players and, and how young some of the guys on the team are. I know you're a proven winner and you want to win. That's what your goal is. That's what you've done everywhere. How do you balance in this first year at Eastern Michigan wanting the results now, but still at the end of the night, looking and reflecting on the fact that 
that you're seeing development out of some of the guys that'll be big pieces in the future for your team? Well, younger Stan Heath 20 years ago would be very, very frustrated and, and be upset because he couldn't handle losing. And not that I can handle losing or I like losing. I don't enjoy it at all. But I look more at how we're playing, how we're developing, how we're growing as a unit. And when I see that, you know, I feel good and I feel encouraged because the wins are going to take care of us itself as long as we're moving in that direction where, hey, we're playing together, we're competing out there, we're playing hard defensively, we're understanding our schemes, uh, we're talking, uh, the camaraderie is good. When I'm seeing all those positive things, that will translate into winning. Um, and so it's just a matter of time that we, we're going to break through as a basketball team and be a formidable team uh, in this league uh, against any opponents we play. Bowling Green will be the opponent tomorrow as your Falcon, as they take on Eastern Michigan, the Falcons. Uh, it's been a place that you've coached before. You've been there. When you look around the league and, and know that you're one of just two, three alums in this league that are coaching, how special has it been now being back in some of these buildings that you've been a part of that over the the years you I'm sure you have fond memories in I do and uh I, I so enjoy being back I really do you know I, I come to work with a smile on my face and sometimes it's a grumpy uh, smile if we, <laughs> we didn't play well but I, I do I, I enjoy being back and, and and I enjoy the fact that you know sometimes you go to some places you're on the road and, and man things haven't changed in 20 some years you know it hasn't changed since I played here in the 80s yeah. you know, even longer than that and then sometimes you go to some places and you say wow you know it's Bowling Green new facility uh you know I think they that building's maybe 10 years old now or somewhere in there. Uh, so they made some nice upgrades in their facility and what they're doing. Uh, and then I'll see some, you know, I'll remember some friendly times. You know, I, I was with there with Jim Laranega, who was at Miami. And uh, we, we also had Antonio Daniels and Jay Laranega, guys that are uh, NBA and, and uh, professional players. So I had some great memories at Bowling Green. But it's always been a hard place to play at. Uh, the crowd gets into it. Uh, you've got to play your best basketball, and that's what we're prepared to do. We well, look at a team like Bowling Green, and they're in a similar spot as you right now, trying to get themselves into the conference tournament, continue to play well, and build on their conference record. They're three and five right now in MAC play, ten and nine overall. It's not often that we get to talk on the inside. You've been doing the game planning. Greg and I can look at the stats all day long and give people our analysis of what it takes. What are some of the characteristics of a Michael Huger Bowling Green team that you're going to see tomorrow night that you guys will have to address to, in order to come away with that victory? Well, number one, this team leads the MAC in attempted three-point shooting. They shoot the most threes in the league right now at about 23 a game. So we have to defend the three. Uh, the shooting maybe third or fourth in the league percentage-wise. So that's going to be a big weapon. They've got a guy, Plotter, who's a terrific player, can play inside and play outside. Tough matchup, I think, for anybody on the court. Uh, Curtis Samari as well, he's off to a great start. They've got several guys in uh, double figures. High-scoring basketball team. So our antennas have to be up defensively. We got to get our defense set. We've got to match up. We got to find the shooters. All those different things, and we got to score some points as well too. We can't be it's a team that's putting up 80, 80 points a game, so we can't be hovering in the fifties and sixties. We've got to be able to score the ball. We've got to be very efficient. Uh, but the defense is the key in this game. And going off the offensive question, there, I know you talk about having to get that jump started and going. How do you get the offense jump started after a couple of games stretch where it hasn't been finding the bottom of the bucket quite as much? Yeah, well, that, that's the tough part. I mean, we're playing without our leading score. We're playing without your point guard. I mean, it's hard to play without your quarterback. I mean, I, I get that. So our pace of play is not quite the same. Our uh, ability to kind of get the defense, draw to the ball, or get a crowd, make another play, and keep the, the defense in rotations and movement. So we're not as potent offensively. We will be more potent with Monty Scott back because he is a guy – they can create shots and create passes and plays for his teammates. So we are better just by personnel-wise having him on the floor. I also think we're having Thomas Benelli back. He's been now back for a couple of games. I think he's a little bit more in rhythm. He's practicing well. He can create some more spacing on the floor. So 
We've done some things in practice over the last couple of days to make some adjustments without Noah uh, so we can be better offensively. I think you saw in the last game we were a little bit more going inside using Mo, using Colin. Uh, those guys, uh, you know, I thought were very effective in the game as well, too. But to get our scoring up, we've got to create pace and we've got to attack and transition. You speak of pace, and for a large chunk of this MAC play, you've led the nation in pace of play. It's dropped a little bit as of late. It's right now seventh in the country. Bowling Green comes in at ninth. Is there an ideal number of possessions that you'd like a game? Yeah, I, you know, I think I get asked that question. It really fluctuates according to who you're playing. You know, if you're playing a team that's going to slow it down and they're going to run, you know, five, six, seven passes, you're not going to get in the 70 to 80 range of possessions in a game. But I would say somewhere between 75-ish, uh, give or take, over under in that number. That's where we'd like to be. But the, the pace is going to also be dictated a little bit by your opponent. You have a lot of respect for teams in this conference. You've talked about it since the day you got back to campus, just about how good the MAC was when you were coaching the first time around in it good. and how good it still is today. You're, you're six games in to your conference schedule this year. What are some characteristics of this league as a whole that have stayed the same over the last 20 years and that are a little bit different that have maybe surprised you a little bit uh, this time around? Well, I, you know, not, one thing that hasn't changed, it seems like every game's a slugfest. You know, it's down to about the last two, three minutes of the game. And, uh, you know, you're going to have to get some stops. You're going to have to make some offensive plays. You're going to have to be some some guys that are heroes out there on the court. Uh, so you see that. That really hasn't changed. There's been – and there's some guys that normally that are pretty special on either your team or the other team that are just making big-time plays. So – um, you see that uh, that hasn't really changed a whole lot. It's just, uh, you know, different uh, names on the, the back of the jerseys, but it's the same jerseys that are doing some of the same things. So I think the other thing that uh, I noticed with the with the league is I, I think it's a better uh, – I think there's more depth to the league than maybe in the past. Like, I think there's teams that are going maybe seven, eight, nine-man rotations, uh, where in the past you might, might play with six or seven guys, and that was about it. So – you're seeing that. I think you're seeing so many different styles of play. And I think that's the that's probably the biggest thing that's a little bit different. You see some teams that are a little bit more half-court oriented, some teams that are push pace, some teams that shoot a line of threes, some teams that pound you inside. So you're seeing a, a, a vast, and you're seeing different coverages. You're seeing some teams that trap or show hard on pick and rolls, some teams that are a little bit deeper in drops, some people that are downing ball screens. So you get a vast array that you got to prepare yourself for every single time you play. Eagles will look for Bowling Green tomorrow, but we also have to think a little bit ahead to the weekend. It'll be Fan Appreciation Day at the George Gervin Game Above Center as Miami comes to town for a 3 o'clock start. You've had good success at home this year. It's been a building crowd of fans at home, especially you think back to, to FIU and Gervin Day when the place was packed. How important is it for fans to come out this weekend yeah. and support against Miami? We really need our fans to come out. Uh, the, the, the energy they had in the building really was the difference, I think, in us winning the game. Obviously, we made some plays, too, but the crowd and uh, the noise, and uh, we had the football team, all the athletes were there as well, too, as well as so many people in the community, made a big difference. We need to get that same energy in the building. We've got to do our part as a basketball team to create that, so everybody wants to come see. I do think that we had that little lull where Christmas came, and I think the COVID kind of spiked a little bit, and people were a little bit uncomfortable coming, which is understandable. But uh, I do think we have uh, measures in place for fans to be safe and feel comfortable when they come to the game above center. There'll be some good spacing out there for, for you to watch a game and see competitive, tough basketball. So love to have you out. The support means the world to us. Um, it's the difference, I think, in, in winning and being a very difficult team to, to play against at home. We're, we're uh, still taking... Everybody wants to nickname them something, whether what it is, convo is what we used to call it. You got a suggestion for what we should shorten it to? The George Gervin Game of Upset is a long one. 
What about I, the ice box? I, hey, that's what I was going to say. I, the the ice, the ice palace, the ice box, the ice game above center. Like I think it's. <laughs> it we sounds just go, fun. I think you go right to the ice, the ice, the ice, the ice palace or something. Ice has got to be in there. That's all I'm saying. Well, I'll tell you what. Ever since we we renamed the building, it's been ice all over the campus. <laughs> like I said, that we're looking true. out at it right now. That is true. Coach, uh, do you even own a snow shovel? I mean, you've been down in the warmer climates for some time. Do you? Yeah. Are you prepared? Are you paying off high school kids to come over and take care of the driveway? Are you doing stretching before you get out and shovel tonight? I mean, what does let, it take for it? Let me tell you something. I actually did buy a shovel, but I have not touched it since I put it in the garage. <laughs> and even though it's snow out there, I say, you know what? I got a little truck. We're just going to roll right through this. I was going to say, you got a bigger car, so you just you just. I just roll right through it. I'm calm. I'm counting on 40-degree weather coming to melt it out. Well, there's going to be a, a day where we get a phone call from Stan Heath that he's stuck in his own driveway. <laughs> and then we're going to laugh at you, Coach. We're not going to not going to come uh, Well, there he is, everybody, Coach Stan Heath. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come right back and wrap this episode on the other side. You're listening to the Eastern Insider Podcast, the only show that brings you all things Eastern all the time. Looking for a ride? Trinity Transportation has the vehicle for you. From luxurious motor coaches to cozy sedans, Trinity Transportation is prepared to take you to your destination. Check out their fleet of vehicles at trinitytransportation.com or call 877-284-4200 to book today. That's trinitytransportation.com or 877-284-4200. Trinity Transportation, the official transportation provider of Eastern Michigan Athletics. There's only one place in the state of Michigan that takes you straight inside the locker room, and that's the Eastern Insider Podcast. Your chance to get in on the action, bringing you more coverage than any other program in the mitten. You heard from Stan Heath. He will make that return trip to Bowling Green where he worked with Jim Laranega, and then his team gets an opportunity to host Miami on Saturday, the first of back-to-back games. They'll take on Miami followed by Toledo coming up on Tuesday. Good times with Coach Heath and continuing to build. It's another week of the Eastern Insider Podcast. If you just finished listening to this episode and you clicked play right when it debuted around 5 o'clock, that means you still have a little bit of time to get over to the George Gervin game above center for tonight's women's basketball game against Bowling Green. Remember, so much to do all week long revolving around Eastern Michigan athletics. Visit our website, follow us on social media, continue to stay involved, and continue to make an impact. We appreciate everybody listening. I know our teams appreciate the support as well. So until next week, for Greg Steiner, I'm Alex Jewell. Thanks again for listening to the Eastern Insider. This has been another edition of the Eastern Insider Podcast, powered by Learfield and presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. Tune in every Monday for new episodes all year long. And don't forget to visit emueagles.com slash podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts for all of our episodes on demand.